Okay, season two. We're here. <laughs> All right. Okay, season two. Season we're, two. We're here. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's on. And uh, with a bunch of brand new episodes come a bunch of brand new ads. New ads. New adver- advertisements. And there's one thing we're really good at. It's doing ads. It's actually... Well, the funny thing is, I don't think we are actually good at doing ads. No, no, ads, we're really good at it. But people seem to enjoy them. Oh, yeah. Um, and no one has asked for their money back yet. No one has asked for a refund. So that's cool. Not even a partial refund. Um, but we would love to talk about your business or project or band or whatever it is uh, on the podcast. Yes. And uh, please get a hold of us uh, at jamieandtraviscpresent at gmail.com uh, for more information. Yes. About that? Yes. And we'll get back to you promptly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really it. That's is, it. Is that it? That's it. That's how we do ads. Let us know. Let us know what let us know. Cool. If we can help you out. Enjoy the episode. All right. Um, we are with Matthew LaRubio and Michael Billingsley. Do you guys prefer Matthew and Michael all the uh, way? I go with either. You know, if you, you've you, got you trouble with yourself two, as Matthew. I do, yeah. So I'm going to say, go with that. Two syllables. Or LaRubes. LaRubes is fine. The Ruby Tunes. The Ruby Tunes? Tunes. The Ruby Tunes. I've never, never been called that, that in my life. Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. And you yeah. prefer Michael Michael? Uh, Michael. Michael. I call him Mike though. He calls so me Mike official. though, just because yeah. as like a. Just a we've known each other. Slate. We've known each other You've for longer it. than than we've been called uh, by Matthew and Michael. Sure, I'd say right. Uh, and you guys, along <laughs> with someone else, there's another partner. John Clarenbach. John Clarenbach. Yeah, uh, recently opened Western Cider awesome. Cider Company. Is it recent? I yeah, you guys just like opened in April. It was old. Did you? April. Going off. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, well, you opened the the this location on California Street. Yep. What's the address? Uh, Five hundred one North California Street. So right across from Blue Mountain Clinic, right next to the bridge, the yep. right walking bridge. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, in April. Yep. And it's beautiful in there. It's awesome. Thank you. It's very cool. Thank you. I have to say, it every time I'm in there, I'm like this would be a nice place to work. <laughs> it really would be. Um, Should come hang on the back. And it's, yeah, and not to cool. blow the wad of this discussion, but it's really good. Thank uh, you. I I've had a lot of ciders because I don't drink beer as much anymore, and uh, I always have ciders. And ninety uh, percent of the time, they're really gross. What kind yes. of ciders do you drink when you're uh, not drinking Western? Cider? Some some local uh, local Montana ones. Sure. That will remain uh, remain gross and secret. But uh, yours, yours is like really good. Like uh, I was just there playing with the beat tops for yep. the party, and uh, um, I drank like five of them without even knowing that I had drank five of them. Yeah, uh, it's and, not uh, sweet. It happens. It's not sweet. That even that one that the uh, what's the one with you on the with Michael's poor the farmer. classic poor farmer. Yeah, uh, it is extremely easy to drink. Yeah. It's, and then drink like six of them. Yeah, that one's made to be that. Oh way. man. Yeah, but it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. Um, okay, so let's talk about how you guys, because you guys, you can sort of have a bifurcated business, right? There's because you guys are farm to can. Mm-hmm. You do the whole thing. 
So can you guys just run us through how it all started? Michael, I know you're the the ag side. You're mm-hmm. growing the apples down in the Bitterroot. And you're doing the, the marketing room? tasting room. Yeah. Now Mike Mike is also production. Oh, so okay. head of production. Okay. And so uh, yeah, we could take you all the way back. Do it. Should yeah. we go all the way back? Back to well, like, you guys when are you were in high school. <laughs> did you guys meet <laughs> in high school? Sure. Did you meet I, in high school? We did. Actually yeah. I was in high he school. He was in high school. Mike was a uh, freshman in college. I'm I a year in, older. Yeah. Oh, so. I felt that. I yeah, felt the right? maturity. You know, he was a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's the yellow hat and the red hat. No, I felt it. it. Yeah, it's, it's a little more settled. <laughs> I got my old man, man outfit on today, yeah. too. Kind of. Yeah, and you have a handkerchief. And I got a handkerchief. You know. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, Mike was uh, Mike was my brother, Neil's college room. I know Neil. Yes. Neil and I were in journalism. Wait, oh, one yeah, journalism J-school. class together. Oh, really? Which is so funny. Yeah. We're, you were a grad student? No, I, was, I wasn't I was even a journalism student, but I got to take this class because it was like, at the end of my creative writing uh, career, schooling, I was like, oh, I'm not good. I suck at fiction. I should like try to take some journalism classes before I graduate so I have a useful skill. Uh, and I got to take that one class and Neil was in it. And Neil was the best editor. I mean, he was so smart and he was so nice. And we were doing a lot of peer editing. And I remember uh, one... One, one story I wrote he wrote at the end he's like I really liked it blah 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 but he, he had made like a, a mark and he was like wherever you see this mark it means please strike that cliche <laughs> nice <laughs> thank you Neil <laughs> awesome that's and there awesome. was like there's like six or seven of them <laughs> but anyway okay so you knew you were buddies with Neil yeah mm-hmm. We were, yep, we lived down the hall, or he lived above me in Moore Hall at Texas A&M. Oh, no shit, this isn't yeah. even here. Not even here. Texas A&M, mm-hmm. go ahead. We're both from Texas. Yeah. Okay, originally. we're in Texas. I grew up in San Antonio and Matt in Houston. No, I'm North Houston. Okay, and, and then Matt at, at uh, College Station. And then we met yeah. at College Station, awesome. yeah. Neil and I did. And then he used to come up on the weekends to party with us, you know, for high school. Senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senior in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the best thing. It really best. cool dorm parties. We were yeah. losers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't fit in and get along with like anyone in the dorm. No, they called uh, they called them uh, what two percenters, two percenters right? at A and M, and that's basically at A and M. It's all like Army Corps, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, well, not everybody's in the in the Army or ROTC or anything like that, but it's, it's a small it's percentage. But it, it a very tight knit culture. A and M is Army and Machines. Right. Army and mi- uh, no no ag and mining ag- ag- <laughs> army and machines. Okay. Weird, had no idea. Um, Wait, sorry, yeah, two it's, percenters. Uh, yeah, two percenters are basically the people that are uh, n- unconventional, uh, nonconformist yeah. to the uh, Aggie uh, community. We're not the right? football game every weekend. Yeah. We were Long basically hairs. each other's only friends. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys were roommates. We weren't then. We lived near each other okay. uh, in the same dorm, and then we we lived together the next year. It works out like that, I feel like, which is really nice. What like does? L- like uh, I it's like coming to University of Montana, for instance. My roommate was a dude. I was so nervous about meeting people and all that shit. And my roommate was a, a, a Hellgate High guy. So like all of his friends were already here. Had an instant group of friends across the hall. Is a dude who like just sat babysat our dogs for a week. Like, it just, the stars aligned. I had nothing to be worried about, even though I felt like, generally, I'm not going to have any lasting relationships. But actually, I was just assigned an area in the school where it just worked out that way. 
That's what I mean. Yeah. You found Neil. Yeah. Is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Yep. And Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then they lived together. We all became friends. And uh, and then what? You kind of we kind of didn't see Mike after a uh, long story of just my brother and I traveling and uh, I had moved up here uh, to work in the parks, to work in Yellowstone, I worked in Glacier, worked in the parks for three seasons and we go back and forth to, to Texas for uh, winter work and I had dropped out of college and uh, and then at some point ended up in Missoula 2005 um, well, I was I was flying. I so I had a, I went to flight school and then I was a, a flight instructor. I was flying in Idaho Falls, which is a miserable place. Yeah, that is a weird place. Gross. Like almost ninety percent Mormon. Yeah, which yeah, I'm not Mormon, so it's kind of right. You didn't hard to two percent or again two percent or again still. <laughs> and that was actually Neil recommended Missoula. He had come through with Matt and they. And I was like, I got to get out of Idaho Falls. Yeah. I was in this plane crash. I was getting out of flying. You were in a plane crash? I was in a plane you crash. Have to, sorry, you, have, you can't. You have to tell me about that. <laughs> is, can you? Is it okay to talk about? I'm actually not legally allowed to talk about it. <laughs> There's a UFO involved. And, uh, <laughs> what kind of plane? It's Harold Mothersill. What was the guy's name? He was this computer engineer. He was one Easy. of my flight students. <laughs> 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 First and last name on the <laughs> Maybe it's just this liability, goofy bastard. <laughs> not that I'm not, but, uh. And we were practicing landings. He wasn't my student. He was someone else's student. We we're on this little airstrip, super narrow, deep snow on either sides. And we come in. We do a, we do a landing. We come to a stop, and then we taxi all the way around because it's a little runway. We're not doing touch and go. So you stop and then taxi around and then retake off. Okay. And we're just staying in the pattern. And about our third. Time we come down to land, we have full flaps. We're in a Cessna 172. As soon as we go to touch down, he just reached up and went from idle to full throttle out of nowhere. Uh, like, just decided he was instead of gonna stop taxi around like we've been doing, like we're supposed to do, he was just gonna full throttle and just let's keep flying. Do, like, yeah, like <laughs> it's called a touch and go. So you, you touch down and you do that when you have a, a, a lot of runway in front of you, and then you. You know, so you don't have to stop, taxi, go all So the he way had around. reason to believe this was something he For some reason, he do. thought, I have no idea. Yes. He didn't know. Afterwards, he didn't know. So he just reached up, whoop, full throttle. And anytime you do that, the plane, there's a bunch of different aerodynamic factors that cause the plane to yaw to the left. Oh. And so the plane just instantly jerked left. And then I couldn't correct it. And as soon as the, it's tricycle gear, as soon as the nose wheel hit the deep snow, we just endo in. Oh, Boop. shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> And and then, you, what happened? Were you okay? We were okay. We didn't get hurt. Uh, totaled the plane. We were upside down in the snow and, you know, kicked the windshield out and crawl out. There's, like, two dudes in, like, spacesuits with this big truck with water cannons yeah. pointing at us, you know? It was kind of a, oh, when you were hanging upside down on the plane, we were just like, Harold, you Yeah, it's exactly what it's the first thing as soon as it happened. I could think of, fucking Harold! <laughs> <laughs> and I looked over and it was just, I, yeah, I can't remember what I said to him. Why? Why? <laughs> you know, and he just said, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. And oh then he, he crawls out of the snow after me and then goes and gets in his truck and leaves and then I had, like, another, like, eight hours of, of NTSB, like, prodding me. Where were your hands when this was happening? Oh, Where yeah. Investigation. Well, it was after 9-11, right? Exactly. Like, a couple years after, and so they were real strict. Yeah, when I was, fly- when I was flying in uh, Florida for my training, that w- it was the same place that the... Uh, 
Oh jeez. Oh, where the, the guys were. Yeah, and I remember this little tiny. There's this little tiny airstrip that we used to fly. It was called the kite because you do these three airports and come back. And and there was it was in uh, Waycross, uh, Georgia. And there was these huge pine trees, and you'd kind of have to come over the pines and then drop down real steep and then hit the runway. Uh, and there's these old timers and, and it's like, there's no tower. So you just make your own radio calls to let everyone else know yeah. in the, that you're in the traffic and yeah. in the area. And, and these old timers would sit on the porch and they had loudspeakers so they could hear you making calls. And so they would, and then they would like rate your landings. And it was like my first solo flight. And I remember coming over the top of the trees and like being like, wow, I got to stick this runway. You know, it's short in these trees. So as soon as I came over the top of the trees, I just nose dive it right down and then flare up real quick at the end. Just boom, and just bounce down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the struts were going to rip off the plane. And then uh, yeah, the old guys, they gave me a real low score when I walked out. Oh, really? God, that's a great but, job. But then, but then the guy inside, uh, uh, had he had like these uh, uh, receipts from the guy who had uh, was training that had flown into the Twin Towers. And he Ooh. had his receipts that he had saved. Oh, from when a, he was fueling up there. That's so Souvenirs. Souvenirs. Jesus. Souvenirs, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, so you so, came, you were stuck out on Falls. What time are you to, talking to? Yeah, to we do should it. get... I'll keep us on track. Should we get back good. on track? <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> yeah. You can't mention a plane and crash without talking about a plane crash. Meanwhile, yeah. I, meanwhile I'm living with uh, uh, Hare Krishna's on a noni farm in, and on the Big Island in Hawaii. Right. Well, uh, figured. Of course. Well, yeah. you know? <laughs> And, then, and, and building an ayahuasca greenhouse and growing ayahuasca for some shaman. Are shaman you kidding me? Oh yeah, all that. Wow. An ayahuasca <laughs> greenhouse. <laughs> yeah. is, uh, I'm talking. So we're living like you know uh, some different lives, but that's yeah. when I started farming over yeah. there. I started woofing and worked on my first orchard there on a noni orchard. What is noni? Noni is like this fruit. It's like a, it's kind of like a softball size, but oblong. And uh, and it's green on the tree, and then it ripens to like a translucent yellow, kind of like what garlic looks like when it, you know, uh, gets overripe. And uh, and it's putrid, and oh. it ferments, and it smells terrible. What? And they turn it into a, a really highly concentrated juice. What's the other name for it? There's another name for it. Um, I'm not sure. Don't they harvest uh, it? Don't man, they put man, nets man, underneath it's... the trees, and it just falls in the nets in certain places? Is it also in Southeast Asia? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know that. I don't know that much about it. Um, are you thinking like jackfruit or any of that? No, bread fruit? I'm thinking yeah. of. Uh, I love breadfruit. Breadfruit's great, yeah. but it but it's no. It smells like like death. It's like so people, gross. Like, it smells like yeah. de- decomposing matter. Really did. I, I don't know. I saw it on an Anthony Bourdain show. It's I'm like sure. what is good for you. <laughs> it's really great for you, and you're supposed to. You know, we would drink like a tablespoon Force a day or something. Too. But really, um, did it taste like it smelled? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, you would just hide it in. You would you would make a tea with it and and mask it with a ton of honey. You know, uh-huh. ton of honey and, and uh, ayahuasca, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I will see everybody in three days. Um, yeah, but I uh, was doing that farming, and then came over to uh, uh, what took a Greyhound bus from California to Missoula for about three and a half days, and and kind of landed in Missoula somehow after was going to work a job in the parks and, and instead went to Missoula because Mike was there. And all this happened coincidentally. And um, I lived with Mike for a few weeks and then got on to MCC. Gosh, I don't 
mean to be going through my whole resume here. No, no. Um, we're but, asking you to. Yeah, and, we're asking. <laughs> yeah. And, and, then, uh, and then did did a lot of trail work for about three years, and in between would, would land back at Mike's place, because Mike at that you, point... You, you broke me up with my girlfriend. Yeah, I broke... Oh, really? Because she was no good? She was like, what are you doing with this woman? You I are said not miserable. to talk about women. <laughs> I didn't say a name. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> it happened. Uh, <laughs> so he came back and split up your your union. Yeah, it was. Uh, we'd yeah, been, got, we'd been got together for like right. a, almost like coming on like a yearish, and then uh, oh, and then bad. and then and then and then Matt shows up, and then it was like it was like four days later. It was like I'm sorry, babe, this isn't working. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Matt said it was bad. <laughs> he said it was bad for me. <laughs> He's probably right. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Uh, came over yeah. working she was in Key Largo, Florida the next day. Yeah. I, yeah. And she moved to Key Largo. I was like, what did you do? <laughs> She's <Yeah>. gone, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It'll be for the better. Shit. Get these mushrooms go on the river. And, uh, so Jay yeah, Watley's moving here too life. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so we were all kind of here. Like my brother was here, and and our a couple other friends, and and we were just. Uh, that was my. I love that because I would get up for work and put on a put on a suit. <laughs> what I were you like, doing? I looked like time? a fucking clown, <laughs> and 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 Matt. I guess you had you would stick claim at the time to the 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 other small bedroom in there. We were living this mother in law suite basically over on Second Street. And then Neil would be on the couch and, and Jay Watley would be behind the TV. There was like a little yeah, crevice. A little nook. I like a little crevice. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I, like you... <laughs> Why did you put on a suit? Uh, Mike was working fine? at a collections working, agency in West working. Broadway. You son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, it wasn't as... <laughs> he wasn't kicking down doors or anything. That would have been fun. You were right. kicking him down with letters to people, I think. Oh, that's a sucky job. Yeah. That's a sucky job. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, and then he got Someone off. Someone had to pay the bills. No, I hear you, man. God damn it, no I one else was working. Someone needs to get grown up. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, you had a you had a heavy uh, student loan debt, you know? Yeah, pay yeah. off the flight school thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, and I was working on trails and would come back and forth. And that time, you know, we were like 25 or so, 24, 23, uh, that era. So, 23. Yes, yeah, kind of like they're part, doing exactly what you should be doing at that. Time. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's Except for me. Yeah, I don't know. You weren't really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have one friend who has it together. Yeah, right? exactly. or is he at least trying to have. Yeah, it we're together. all living with him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he gets the big bedroom and pays most of the rent. <laughs> totally you need that for. And my bedroom sucked. Too. Yeah, with all that white <laughs> terrible interior decorating. With that white wicker. <laughs> <laughs> Given that, um, okay, okay. So then, so then, what's the? How do you guys? I know you were into graphic design, Matthew. Yep. So I was doing, uh, I was doing trail work and then graphic design during the winter months, and so I would, you know, get a job and then burn a bridge and quit the job in spring and go and do trail again, that type of thing. Yeah. And uh, and so I I did that for three years. And then uh, I met my wife, and we went to uh, the Tetons, and that was kind of a pivotal year. Is what happened was 2008. Um, we uh, we broke apart. Yep, yeah, my my wife and I and Mike were all living in the mother-in-law suite. We uh, moved out and went to the Tetons. I was working trail work for Park Service. Mike um, went to Paws Up and was uh, became a packer. Learned how to 
ride horses and pack. We we actually all took a packing jo- uh, packing class from uh, Smoke Elzer here in town. That's pretty cool. That's and uh, that's super cool. I would like to know how to pack. Yeah, you should uh, take the course. You won't really learn, but you can learn the basics. Is he and still doing the course? I think he just quit. But uh, I just, quit. I just saw him. I'm just gonna get some mules today. and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then Mike uh, does the season at Paws Up. We did the season at Tetons, and then uh, all end up coming back to Missoula. Um, back to Missoula, and that was after the market crash. Yeah. And so that was pivotal for us because I um, was looking for work that winter, and I got on with Tom McCammon at uh, Forbidden Fruit Orchards. Okay. Up in uh, Paradise. Yeah. So I was working on the um, on the peach orchard. And I was pruning for them. I learned how to prune. And uh, um, and then I got Mike on uh, to work a, like for a week or so at the orchard. I just recently found out I was uh, having a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Desperate mm-hmm. for work. <laughs> out, of, mm-hmm. out of wedlock? <laughs> <laughs> out of wedlock. We can, edit, we can edit this part out. No. That's totally true. No, no, no. I'll put that on repeat. <laughs> out of wedlock. Out, out of wedlock. Out of wedlock. wedlock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I love uh, you, babe. Um, She's my wife now. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I was good. I good. that joke. I don't know where that went. No. And then it's a great joke. Yeah. He, he had a baby. Out, he had a baby out of wedlock, and uh, and we worked on the orchard. Mike worked for about a week or so, and I think that was where uh, his interest in growing uh, fruit started and uh and then we continued to work uh on uh dan ryan's sheep ranch up in the north hills awesome um which is uh was there could be 20 podcasts on that whole experience but um i don't know if you know dan ryan but he's uh he's uh, a legend uh that now lives up in ronan but we we, don't move his ranch from from basically adjacent to the dump yeah. Here in Missoula to Ronan. So is was, he uh, like fiber sheep or what is? Uh, n- lamb and also he would sell his wool. Cool. Um, but uh, he he was like, uh, think of Gary Busey's mugshot yeah. or Nick Nolte's mugshot. Nick That's Nolte. more like Nick Nolte's yeah. mugshot. You know. Yeah. That was Dan Ryan for like a year while selling his ranch and moving it up. It was to his Ronan. family's ranch, four hundred something acres, for like a hundred years. Yeah, and so it was. He didn't want to. He didn't want to move, but after his folks died, it was not yeah, up to dude. him. It yeah, outvoted, and so it was hard on him. You know, yeah. selling it, and especially probably to the dump. He didn't really talk about that, yeah. but I'm sure it was. He sold but, it to the dump. Well, well not, not all of it. Uh, some of it went into conservation lands. Uh, the um, top top portion of it went yeah. to conservation lands. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a big chunk of it is in Republic Services and right over uh, here. Yeah, right by the yeah, homestead. Right by the homestead. So that's where we f- we found out, like, well, not necessarily found out about the homestead, but that's oh, yeah, more when I fell. Oh yeah, the homestead. But we yeah. dropped sheep off there. Maybe we, like, yeah, we used to bring the sheep up there. Yeah, and uh, and so that was uh, more of more of that life. Gosh, that was so God. much to say there. But so fun. But, I have my favorite though, dude, like with uh, the. The day that uh, my daughter was born, I mean, uh, my wife was like, "Okay, I'm, it's pre-labor, you know, go to go to work, whatever. I want to be alone." And then once it starts really coming, then I'll call you yeah. when you come home. And I remember she called me and was like, "Okay, I want you to come home now. Like, pick this up for me and come home." And I was like, 
God, okay. Ten minutes, though. Ten more minutes. We're seriously in something right now. Dan has, is sitting on top of his giant John Deere tractor. We have chains wrapped around part of his house, and we're about to rip the house off the foundation. Yeah, not a good turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> you know how one no. minute farming. You, you you understand how farming and ranchy things get real hairy when when I don't know time is short and you're probably might be hungry. You might have not drank any water. You probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's like in that instance where we were moving him up to Ronan, everything was a shit show. Yeah. And we're just like, I don't know. Could we fit this? Could we fit this John Deere Gator into the back of this truck? Well, maybe if we make a ramp and we just drive it into the back of this vehicle and then we do it and then we just wrench something and everything would just fall apart. That was just every day. Something was just a total... Catastrophe. And Dan would meet us every rodeo. morning in his his white Packard boots with like pink shorts on. Wind shorts, pink, yeah, pink. wind shorts, dick <laughs> <laughs> hanging out the sides, <laughs> hair blowing so, over. Oh, and he would just come out. We'd be like, oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, I hope you don't listen to this. Um, it's like twenty eight <laughs> degrees outside. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think, and then. We uh, fast forward about a year or so, and that's the next year, 2010, is when Mike, uh, Mike, had the opportunity to buy uh, property in the Bitterroot. Yeah. And uh, and tell, like, what was what was like the first? Because I don't even really know the progression of that obsession of yours with cider apples. But when was the first, like, when was the first spark of obsession? Besides, as just like you know, being high in the river and drinking right. cider. Uh, like, what What was, like, there's a difference between, uh, there's a difference between dessert fruit and yeah. cider apples, and this is a rare thing in the U.S., and that's what I want to do. Yeah. I, yeah, that was, I, I uh, Lee, honestly, Montana Cider Works, tasting some of her cider that she had made. She got cider fruit from New Hampshire. It's a guy that grows. And that was the most convenient? <laughs> yeah, at the time. There, you couldn't even find it, you know? And Whoa. then I started seeking it out. And yeah. I would, like, order it online. And I don't know how I was able to do that. Now I you, like, can't order it online. Somehow I was able to order shit online. The actual fruits or the... No, the, the ciders made oh, from yeah, yeah. Okay. cider makers across the... All on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, that were making traditional cider made with traditional cider apples. Yeah. And uh, tasted that and was just, just instantly fell in love with it. It was yeah. like nothing I'd ever tasted. Um, and from that on point on, it was like, wow, people need to drink this. Like, yeah. how how is that not available anywhere? Like, I'm ordering it from across the country. Yeah. And some of the stuff I'm ordering from across the country is made not even in this country. It's, you know, I'm getting it from from new york but it was made in spain and france and england um and so that yeah as soon as i it was like almost instantaneous as soon as i drank it it was like oh wow this is something special and you, you can't get this anywhere and, and i need to grow some and examples. i need to, and i need to make this and the only way i can make this is if i grow these certain fruits so it was about the cider it wasn't like i love Growing fruit and well, farming is—I want to make well, this product. It started with with the with the farming, um, and you know, I I dabbled, thought about starting a goat dairy, and yeah. you know, I was looking, I was I wanted to do something in agriculture, 
but then when I tasted the cider and working on Tom's Orchard, I, I really fell in love with orcharding and, yeah. and the perennial crop and, you know, it, always manipulating and, and messing with the tree and like yeah. really becoming intimate, knowing every tree. You know, I have 4,000 of them and it's like, I come by and I'm like, oh, that one and that branch and that thing and that, yeah. that cut. I really messed that one up that year or whatever, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. <clears throat> So it, it started with the, from the farming side, but then you know, in equal, <laughs> equally as much because of the cider. I sure. Mean, and, that, and it just kind of it, it just was like an instant. Oh wow! Like you got to grow this to make this, and yeah, how perfect. And so then I just became obsessed, and I do that with things where I just like get focused on something, and then I can't look any or see anything else, and just. I love the thing I love about orchards and and perennial crops like that is it is you know versus growing lettuce or lots of the flowers we grow uh mm-hmm. or you know a lot of the veg people grow is it is it's the long game yeah so you know what year did you plant your first in 12 in 2012 but yeah, they started were the purchased in, in 2010 yeah. so it takes two years to grow them in the nursery and then plant it so out. you put them they grow them indoors for a while or no, under they're cover outdoors, but they they're they're they get dug up okay so you, they're you plant rootstock really close together, okay. and then you graft the for the cyan wood onto okay. that rootstock to make it whatever variety you want. Okay, and then um, you grow them out. For Is two that years a way to dig them in to expedite the time to maturity or, uh, or space? It, it can be it. Uh, so I didn't grow the nursery trees. Oh, you did. I have okay. a nurseryman. Yeah, it's really it's best left to the experts. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they grow. You get a volume discount. Like yeah. I can't grow them for the price I can buy them for. Sure. You know what I mean? I get them for between seven and ten dollars a piece. Yeah. And no crop failure. And I don't do anything. Yeah, and it's a hundred percent guaranteed. Yeah. And I don't. I do no work. Yeah, once totally. I, You know. Um. So that, I I don't grow any of my own from uh from rootstock to, you know. Right. Uh, but I'll top work trees. So trees that I don't like, I will graft over to a different variety that is doing well. Or so you're using that tree as a rootstock, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Isn't that fucking wow, cool. That yeah. is really cool. That's the it's amazing. Grafting shit. is like the the magic of uh, of agriculture. Yeah, of totally. the past what five thousand some years or so, right? I believe. Yeah. I think so. Asia, I think Asia's been doing it since. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's a little sidebar. There's a little sidebar happening right here. Yeah. Google. Uh, so 2012. How many trees did you plant? Uh, 2,000. Oh. Or 2,400. 2,500. And since then, about twice as many. Or, uh, I mean, yeah. Another, every, another. Yeah. We. You know. We have some mortality. We tore some out. Um, yeah. And then, but every year we plant between two and. 400 trees. So you're planting every year. Yep. Yeah. Every spring. And so yeah. what slowly is... growing. Uh, yeah. Slowly growing, changing uh, styles, changing densities. Yeah. Um, I have some freestanding trees that are not on trellis. The initial planting was on a uh, more dwarfing rootstock. Yeah. And they're all grown on trellis, kind of like grapes. Yeah. Spaced fairly close, oh, cool. like five yeah. feet apart. Um, my newer plantings on trellis are three feet apart. I like that spacing a lot better, especially a lot of the. The cider varieties tend to be weaker growers. There's not, you don't get a lot of vigor like some of the the more mainstream. So there's more varieties. space anyway. So you want to pack them in there yeah. and, and and fill the space. Three I, feet is close. It's really close. Wow. Uh, yeah. Have you, you, you seen photos of early it? And, it's it's really interesting. It's all, you know, he used drill stem as his uh, trellis posts, 
drill stem like what you would use for, for drilling oil. Oh, cool. And uh, the drill stem is the post, and then there's, what, four wires? Yeah, four wires. Four wires in between, and they're every, what, yeah, two, two feet? feet up and, uh, and they're just going sideways. So yeah, so they like, run, they're uh, like... they're uh, The trees aren't two-dimensional. Do they call that Esplanade? Oh, Esplanade. Uh, Minor three dimensions. You say so oh, yeah, I say Esplanade. <laughs> I mean, you. Esplanade. Holy shit. Snuck that one in there. Uh, so they do go out. They I go, think that is the proper way, way of saying it. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, they're three fun. dimensional. So they're not just, just grown up. Okay, on the wire. got it. Got it, yeah. yeah. How tall but, are they, generally? Uh, so the top wire is eight feet. They'll be 10, 11 yeah. feet tall. Wow. And how many varieties? Oh, uh, I'm probably close to 50 now. Wow. Whoa. So when you so you plan, I, I talked about you know I how I appreciate the long game meaning you know like especially people that grow like like nuts and stuff. Oh yeah. You know oh, you're planting gosh. trees that are producing in ten or olives. Oh, it's like peri peri. That's what it's saying for yeah. You, yeah. you plant a standard orchard, uh, cider orchard for your kids. Yeah. Right. But you plant a standard peri peri orchard for your grandkids. Yeah, that's, that's crazy because yeah. because they take so long to come into production, and that kind of foresight is crazy. It's like yeah. being especially a tree these days. You that's know? what makes me the poor farmer. See, <laughs> so so you plant a tree and you've done this graph miserable. Shit. <laughs> yeah. so when are when are you in production on that tree? Pretty quickly. Um. So so that depends on the on the rootstock, the variety, the density, all that. But so like the three foot spacing, you're going to get into production sooner. So like. We just the, uh, we did 400 trees last spring, and that's on the new three foot spacing. Yeah. I will start cropping those lightly next year. So year oh, two. Oh, that's pretty quick. Yeah, I mean they would crop in year one if I let them. Yeah. But I pinch all but the blossoms pinching. off. Otherwise, they they won't grow. These dwarf rootstocks. If you, a lot of them, that, certain especially certain varieties will be covered in apples. It'll be a whip, which is a, a new tree that's just one vertical yeah. branch and or doesn't have any branching. Uh, it, it could set like 12 apples on it and just bend over onto the ground. So that's um, crazy. They'll crop themselves to death. So, so you, you have to manage You the want crop a good fruit, sturdy. You yeah, want it to eat you got, all you, beans. You, you got to grow your tree year. before you let it crop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beans. Yeah. So you, two years. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, two years. <laughs> you can awesome. start getting apples in two years. <laughs> that's how you grow up. That's uh, a standard in, tree, though. It's like six, eight years, and you're not in full. Full production to like ten to twelve. I have years. a lot of nerdy growing questions. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, wait, wait. Um, my name is first in the podcast. What is so. the? What is the? You <laughs> Jamie said you Yen, have Travis. Nearly, Jamie Yen, Travis. <laughs> you said you have nearly like four thousand trees. Is that what you said? Around. I. Yeah. What is the acreage of that? How much room does that take? Oh, dude, you can't ask a farmer how many acres he has. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's probably about nine planted. I have room for another acre, so I have ten in high fence. I have twenty acres, but ten is in fence. Awesome. And once that's full, I'll probably. Probably slow down. You guys have deer down there? Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> they're all right there. All the deer are there. Um, uh, so when you so is there with apples? Is there first of all, are they sort of biennial? You're getting, every other year. You kind of have a depends on the variety. It does. Okay. Some varieties are strongly biennial. Other ones are are not. They're, okay. They're absolutely annual you don't you don't have biennialism at all in, in, varieties. in the life of an apple tree is there sort of a sweet spot where you say for this amount of time this this tree is gonna be an ass kicker for me yeah and then at a certain point it's time to move on totally, or are these absolutely. apple trees gonna be there for the the dwarf trees um i mean you could crop them for more than my lifetime yeah but where they're like really productive 
probably somewhere in the 20 to 30 year range is okay. kind of when they'll like be on their decline and you'd want to replace them cool so it's good to you just constantly renew the orchard right you know right um, so there's always fresh blood in there and unfortunately i'm already renewing it you know just yeah rip like 200 brown snouts out this year that were <laughs> five years old. well that's part of the farming but, thing is doing yeah. shit over right because you yeah. realize you did, there's yeah. a better way to do it yeah yeah that's brown, so snouts. brown, brown snouts. snouts why is that what does that mean that's just the that's the cultivar is brown snout that's what it's called the name of the apple oh that's lovely it's its name <laughs> oh there's all kinds <laughs> no, of no they're the best names the best just names. go down a list yeah, just a Cox's Orange Pippin, Frequent Rouge, Brown's Apple, Ashmead's Kernel. Wait, Cockins Orange Cox's, Pippin? C O X apostrophe S. It's a guy. Orange Cox's. Pippin. Dr. Cox. We're selling him right now yeah. as eating Dr. apples Cox. in the tasting room. Oh, you're selling eating apples? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yep. Um, okay, sorry. Okay, so you planted all these trees. Uh, uh, and when did you guys decide we're going to can and we're going to start yeah. a business? That was, yeah. 2015. 15? Yeah, 2015. We, Mike and I had been talking about business ideas since 2005. You sure. Know? And, uh, did that float tank place ever open? Yeah, I think there's two of them now. We talked about opening up a float tank place in that 2005. That was like, really? Yeah, yeah. Dude, 2005. <laughs> Way ahead Way. of the curve. Come on. <laughs> Same with the cold press juice uh, shop. Oh, I'm that so was so 2011. didn't open that. Uh, by the way, I, I love Green Source. I no, do. I that what you I didn't say anything. But um, I, I do. I go I, that there. place is great. That place I like is that great. Place. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, um, 2015, 2015 uh, in the spring, we uh, I think it was basically that the original idea for my I'll speak for Mike, I guess that oh, uh, God. right. <laughs> The original idea for what? The original idea was that he was planting those trees and then was going to have a cidery, a small cidery, at the orchard. It was going to be just my wife and I out at the orchard, and it was going to be... This is how bummed he is. He's like, just my wife and I, not not the rest of these guys. It's miserable work. (laughs) I'm talking about the... Because the, you know... The business plan of it is just like oh, sure. it's misery. It's like yeah. what is uh, trying to artists? open a no, cidery on work. that scale <laughs> is just so difficult. And just because no, all the capital to get all the tanks and shit, you're doing everything things. yourself, and and you're trying to sell a, a, a 750 mil bottle of really fine estate grown cider that's going to have a really high price point that you're going to sell m- not that many bottles of, and you're going to have to distribute right. it. All over the place right, to, right, right. to make sales. He's talking about like the the, the business plan on the business plan on for site. a small. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because people aren't ready for it here. It makes sense not. in some place where it's like, oh yeah, we know what cider is. We know yeah. what good right, cider is. Right. We drink cider. Meaning all the time not a distribution France, focused Spain, business like you guys have, where you guys are in town pump and shit. Sure, yeah. and also right now, like part of that is that um, you're selling these bottles of fine cider, and uh, you know there's. There's places like in New York right now where um, cider, um, well, right, cider is wine, and there's this whole um, cultural um, discovery going on right now in the cider world where uh, they're trying to we're trying to figure out our our identity. Everybody in the cider world is, and because it's a newer uh, beverage to 
to the market as far as like the craft scene. Yeah. And um, West so, Coast, East Coast. Yeah, yeah there's like so is much oh, oh, God. beef. No, I'm just <laughs> a little bit, but uh, but more so that um, like in New York right now, there's there's a market for really fine cider. Okay. And being a farmer with value added stuff and on the East Coast is so easy. Sure, I don't, it, I don't know. Complaint. I don't know if it's easy, but it's definitely like there's something where it's not in Montana right now, where you're saying, um, "Do you want to? You know, what about a twenty-seven dollar bottle of cider?" Right. Um, and and then even then, like, are you making any money? You are you, a month, you know? feeding your family? Are you supporting other families and all right. that kind of stuff? That's and is it accessible to like everyday people like we are? Right. I mean, yeah. we we buy fine bottles of cider but it's because we don't buy something else right yeah. i mean it's it, we don't aren't just readily able to just buy 20 dollar bottles of cider like nothing and so i think that was a big part of it was oh, yeah. um we want to make something for everybody we want to make something that is uh that is going to have like a low price point that you can that you can drink you know on the river yeah. and uh, something for pack. every situation too, where um, like yeah, I'm not gonna pop a twenty dollar bottle of cider to, to drink um, while I'm full. Well, maybe I would. No you know, that sounds fun actually. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we there's there's just something going on right now where, uh, unlike in Europe where that culture has thrived for a thousand plus years, yeah. um, we don't have that readily accessible um, cider. Uh, fruit, you know, cider apples specific to making cider. And so um, we live next to Washington, and so you can make um, cider out of uh, apples from, you know, the state that produces the most apples on earth. And that makes sense. Yeah. And so we have a bit of both. We have, you know, the... So you guys do bring in apples? Oh, God, yep. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so what's in the can is not from Mike's Orchard. It would be... That would, small batch stuff. Yep. from the orchard. That fruit is is rare, and it, almost nobody grows it in the country right yep. now. It's really difficult to grow. Is it? Yeah. It's yeah. finicky. It, like the biannualism, for instance, that you're talking about. Yeah, like no commercial variety is biannual. Like right, because you can't be. You yeah. can't have every other year. Yeah, and they're disease resistant. They last. They store well. They right. all these things. You, they're grown not for the flavor of the apple, but because they're ship well, easy to grow and store well. Yeah, yeah. Totally. cider apples are grown because they make amazing cider, but they're miserable bastards to grow. Kingston Black, for instance, like the most esteemed of all the cider apples, miserable bastard to grow. But the, the cider is the awesome. results from that fruit is out of this world. So, what are the properties from that fruit that are different from you know a Macintosh or whatever? Macintosh is a great cider apple from a Honeycrisp. Mm-hmm. I call that. I consider that a cider apple. Honeycrisp also? No, God, no. That one's garbage. That's a garbage. garbage. Shots fired. It's got sugar for eating. It's great. No, no, it can no, be great. No. It's it's snappy and crisp, <laughs> and it's got good sh- good sugars. Yeah, both too much those, sugar. Both, no, not too much sugar at all. But it's it actually lower in sugar than most of the apples. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but when you're, when, after it's awesome. done fermenting, you don't have the crispness anymore, oh, obviously, okay. and you don't have the sugar. So what you're left with is like thin, watery, watery. nothing. Uh-huh. So what's it, what's happening in a cider? What is a cider apple? Cider apple is the main component of a cider apple that dessert apples don't have is tannin. Oh, just oh. like with grapes. Yeah. So and they have all kinds of other flavors and aromas that are mm-hmm. 
I mean, the, the profile and the flavors that we're tasting the, the fruits right. is just all over it's the complex, board. complex, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's the like same a, idea. They're not as sweet. They're sweet. They're really, really high. So sweetness has nothing to do with it. All that uh-huh. does is changing the the uh, alcohols. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you have, you know, like we just are fermenting right now a uh, Hughes Virginia crab from my orchard. It was blended with the Yarnington Mill, Ellis Bitter, uh, Rain de Palm, uh, and uh, Major. And they all, and it's like 18, no, 17.5 bricks or something like that. Those honey crisps that you're eating are like 12. You gotta talk gotcha. about that. So it has really yeah, high sugar. No one knows really what high bricks. Sugar bricks, bricks, bricks. Measurement sugar. of sugar. But just to give you an idea, like yeah. you're eating apples, gonna be like 12. Mm-hmm. And then most of the cider apples that, that come from my orchard are like. 15 to 19. No kidding. So there's, oh. that's, that's the level of sugar. So that's one gram sugar. One gram oh. sugar to a hundred gram solution. Got it. Is what a one brick is. Why would I? Th- I don't know right. why I assumed I that cider apples would yeah, be I thought less. It would be the people, because well, when you ferment it, you, the sugar's gone. The sugar's gone. Yeah. So, just equating it to wine. So it's not equated in the same way, like to a grape that is sour, like a like if you taste a wine grape, it's gross. Same with okay. the apples. It is okay. So these apples, not all of them, but not all of them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so they're called they're called the bitter sweets and bitter sharps. Uh, bitter sharp is high tannin and high acid, and a bitter sweet is high tannin and low acid. And so if you bite into, and they all have sweetness, they all have plenty of sugar in them. But they have so much bitterness. Yeah. And so like if you bite into a bitter sweet, especially, it it doesn't have the acid to cut through the sugar. Uh, so it, it tastes, and then it has a lot of tannin. So you, it, the second you bite into it, there's like, wow, it's sweet. And then instantly, mouth dry and like swollen tongue. Wow. And, and you, so it has you more it sugar, out. but it's not sweet. More it's sweet food. initially, but then the tannin but takes, then the over, tannin takes like over. Grabs Weird. your tongue and so strangles it. Pulls it like all the yeah, saliva. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what you're saying is the red delicious apple is the best apple ever made. Ever. <laughs> what about Granny Smith? Can you make cider with Granny Smith? Sure. Apples? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Granny Smith is actually a pretty good one. So, out of all the dessert apples, yeah. there are some dessert apples that make good cider. It's like our classic. Is way different than I don't know if you had the Hughes Rouge when it was on. It is made of the Frickwin Rouge and okay. the Hughes Virginia Crab. Both uh, one's bittersweet, one's bitter sharp. So lots and lots of tannin. Yeah. One has high acid, one has low acid. They kind of balance each other okay. out. Um, very very different ciders. That is not a canned cider that you're going to be drinking on the river. And as soon as you finish one, you have had it's, three, it, and you're like, what? Am I still drinking? You know, it's a sipper. It's, yeah, it's sipper. It's complex. It's tannic. You take a, you know, people thought that was our driest cider. Oh, it's so dry because of the tannin. Dries your mouth yeah. out, swells your tongue up. But in reality, that one had more residual sugar than most. But it's perceived as being extremely dry because of all the tannin in okay. there. Wow. So how many are you guys putting in a can now? We put two in a can. We have the classic and the hopped. And, uh, and so um, the hopped is, uh, the hopped, we use hop oil. From uh, you know Olivia yeah. Brits. Yep. So Olivia's dad, Tom. Awesome. Montana hops. Mon- uh, it's uh, Glacier Hops Ranch yeah. up in Whitefish. Oh yeah, sorry. From yeah. Montana. Yep. Mm-hmm. They are. Uh, and they so they have a steam distillation process up there that they do. Uh, oh really? They, They're producing yep. the oil there. Yeah. Yep. No shit. It's That's cool. They used to make uh, mint. mint oil all over up there. 
Really? Now, yeah, apparently I didn't know about this until Tom told me, and I like was researching it. But all these, uh, all the stills are... There, I think there used to be five or something like that he set up there, and now I don't think any of them are being used anymore. And uh, So they did a, a trial run using uh, one of the old mint stills, and that he's been using ever since. Yeah, so they used the... So the difference is the hop is, is fresh. You know, like, it, you see fresh hop beers, and it's because it's, it happens once a year. They harvest the fresh hops, and then they hop the beer with the fresh hops. Right. But all the other months out of the year... Uh, they dry and pelletize the hops, and then that's how you right. hop your beer. So by but getting the oil, you're getting you're the same. getting it while it's fresh. Because when you dry the hops, um, you, you have lose, to use yeah. heat. Mm-hmm. And when you use heat, it's like anything over like 120 or 30 degrees. I think it's 100. I forget. Tom said, but uh, a lot of the nice aromatics and oils volatilize and blow off. Yeah. And so when you, but if you don't use heat, then they mold. So you have to to pelletize them. Right. So the beauty of this hop oil is you're able to preserve all the oils in the in the hop while it's fresh cool and it is extremely potent yeah i mean it's crazy when we're when we're adding it in and and then when we're like like cleaning the tanks afterwards the whole place is like steamy from hot water and it's just like hop like yeah we are eating those uh hop candies at like uh summer sun though they have those uh, hop candies Sorry. That's what the whole place is like. <laughs> uh, some people have really intense reactions to hops. Have you ever noticed uh, that? Yeah, there's some some people have uh, some people that are uh, gluten yeah. intolerant. Uh, they, but do they have it? We've with the oil? heard that, but but I but not but I'm not. Vaporized. It's but really it, funny. It's not common. When I whenever I drink a really hoppy beer, I sneeze. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Well, I'm I'm allergic to hops. Like when when we were making beer. Hmm. And we were chopping them up to put them into the the vat. We I couldn't be around that. Uh-huh. Like that was instant. And some will say that once it's fermented, then you're not allergic to it anymore. But when I drink IPAs, the same you thing. You sneeze. Like I and I can feel that, like a uh, anaphylactic reaction huh. automatically. And yeah. it might just be that might be psychosomatic. Yeah. But it also I can tell like when I smell Dumb. it. Like ah no 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 don't need that. But yeah, I, I wonder if the hop oil has that because when you said that it's all steamy and then yeah. you'd be like, I don't want to go anywhere You'll near be, yeah. that. But yeah. I wonder if it's different because of it just being the oil. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm allergic to hop, but I, it makes me sneeze. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have like a an IPA, I it, I, I feel it always like oh, here yeah. comes. But the hop oil doesn't do, and I'm like drenched. You're in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So you're making the cider. You're, you're not, not alone, but yeah. So what is that? So you guys get the apples. You have a big old bucket of apples. Mm-hmm. How Just m- buckets and buckets of apples. <laughs> Shit little buckets. Five-gallon buckets. We get 100,000 five-gallon buckets. <laughs> we, is that I'm true? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's the most inefficient. Can you give us some nice. numbers, though, on like, like when you guys make a batch? Yeah. I think there's like, I want to say, I've done the numbers before. I think there's like 32,000 pounds of apples in each batch of port farmer holy so we, shit we get and how the, many cans come out of the other end of that thing i know that's not what it looks like yeah, <laughs> right now it's, it's like 700 cases maybe something like 700 that. cases cases which is one case is uh 24 cans whoa yeah so wait so yeah so what is what can it's it, probably like a couple apples in each can can it be <laughs> can the math be done on how many apples are in each can totally sure it could I, yeah because it could. It's, <laughs> you want me to do it real quick i've yeah. done it before yeah because yeah. it's uh it's uh 40 
it's uh, like 40 pounds of apples to uh, two and a half gallons of juice, right? Whatever. It's and in, probably about 15 pounds per gallon, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so That's 15 right. pounds is about, what, uh, about 30 apples or so there, 40, 50 apples. Well, what's a case like of that? cases? Uh Gallon oh, this is miserable God, to listen to. Oh, no. No, no, it is no, 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 I know because people love this. People well, love and it. always ask me, and I'm always like, oh, it's, you know. No, I'm this just, is interesting. I'm just two apples. Shut up. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to get down to how, how, how healthy is a can of cider. That's what so I was saying. So healthy. Oh, my. Actually, they've been, there's there's a lot of that. You know, we're not that great yet on, like, we're active on social media, but but on Facebook, we're not uh, exactly the type yet to be highlighting, you know, different articles written on cider and stuff like that. But there's a uh, there's a lot of information coming out now about uh, the the health properties, just like in uh, grape wine of uh, of cider. And supposedly cider right now is the healthiest alcoholic beverage on the market. Um, there you go. Somebody might be losing their mind listening to this, going, "No, it's not. It's actually all alcohol." bad sherry <laughs> i don't know yeah. but uh but but no it's uh it's uh healthier than beer the way i understand it shots fired again gosh um well, no. i don't think i don't think anyone would disagree i mean beer yeah. is like drinking bread yeah yeah bread's bad well bread's bad. Bread is <laughs> it is it, I well, like I guess beer. it all comes FYI. out of quantity right yeah <laughs> Um, um, so we, we every, like it everything all. Everything in moderation. We drink so it all. You guys gave up on the whole interesting thing about the how many apples are in a can. It's two. It's two. It's two. There's no doubt in my mind. It's two. Two. I think that <laughs> I mean, there's really an ad. Yeah. There's some dumb okay, ad. Angry that, Orchard. Angry. Have you been to oh, Angry Orchard? Jesus. Yeah. No, I know. Well, I think you guys can learn a thing or two from them. Absolutely. They have a little presence on the radio. Holler at, Ryan, actually, holler at Ryan yeah. Burke. You know, Ryan Burke, uh, head cider maker of uh, Angry Orchard, is very uh, uh, is a steward of cider in the country he right now. He probably has nothing to do with the bottles of Angry Orchard you see at the store, but he does make award-winning ciders under the Angry Orchard label. Oh, really? And was a part of yeah. a fantastic cidery out of Michigan that I never got to Virtue. drink, Virtue Cider. Um, but really? uh, You drink it. You did drink it. Did I? With me. For, so uh, much cider. Was it so good? Did you guys, Seattle, did you guys with, do a tour? With McElroy. We've done we've done did. several tours. Macklemore? Macklemore drinks cider? Mike doesn't even know who I don't that, even, uh, doesn't oh, get that he's, a, he's a rapper from yeah. Seattle. I don't listen to me. Grammy well, award-winning <laughs> rapper. Cider maker. He's a really famous cider maker as well. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Um, uh, okay, so where are you guys at now? Because the business seems, it seems like your cans are everywhere. They're cans in gas stations. Yeah, for they're some up reason, and down brain, Western Montana. Once you're in gas stations, oh, yeah. you're town fucking pump. set. It's a big deal. Holler town pump. <laughs> um, do you feel like, I mean, I know obviously stuff was going on behind the scenes before you opened your retail location. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Two but, years. But to the lay person, it seems like, whoa, you guys just fucking. Got I know, and in it's it. so funny when everyone says that, and I'm yeah. like, dude. Yeah, two two oh, yeah. two years proper of uh, of like from the start of like, let's do this, let's team up. We yeah. brought John on. Uh, John Clarenbach. He he. Uh, was uh, manager of uh, general manager of uh, Le Petit for about oh, ten cool. years, and uh, and then worked for George's Produce. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah. them, yeah. but uh, yeah. And so we brought John on, um, and Charlie's. so Charlie's. or Charlie's, not George's. George's um, is the drink. 
Yeah. Do you guys distribute Oops. with Georges? Nope. Who do you distribute with? Summit. Summit, uh, Summit out of Missoula, uh, Cardinal out of uh, Bozeman, and Fun Beverage up in Kalispell. Um, Which is like all this shit you had to learn about, right? I no, mean, it's like one yeah. thing to grow apples and make really awesome cider, but that's like step one of 500, 500 yeah, million to make this shit sale. And we're still there. I mean, every day it's Every day is a different thing. Like, wow, we don't know what we're doing in this part. So you guys, <laughs> where, like, where, do you have any numbers on how many stores you're in and that kind of fun stuff? Yeah, yeah. we do, but the, I have no idea what it is. It's, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good you're not like six. <laughs> six stores, but maybe yeah. you're going to be seven. But yeah, no, we're in, most, uh, we're in most places that, that have alcohol in definitely in the Missoula area. Um, and uh, surrounding region. And yeah. what's what's the? Do you think about the future? And you think about where you would like to end up in five years with the business and what that looks like? We we talk about we're, that. Yeah, but all I mean, all the time. But we I think we're we're still figuring out. We're we're dealing with we deal with Montana right now. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, we like like have kettle houses. You know. That's what we always come back to. Where it's like, oh, we you know, we, we won best of show for our Macintosh out of all the Northwest ciders. Well, that's huge. It was huge. huge. And and being out there, you know, first like nobody was like paid any attention. I'm like trying to like introduce and talk to my talk to people like, Oh, I really appreciate your cider you make and they're like, Who are you? Yeah. And then we won everyone's like, Oh, I wants to be friends, you know. Oh really? And then uh and then people want your cider and so people were like, Oh, distribute here and here and here in in Washington and we were like, Oh man, because of this award and because of all yeah, this notoriety, we we could we could do anything. We could we could be all over here and that. Yeah. And then we we're like, wait, why do we want to be do that? We don't want to do that. No, that, that I mean that kind of gross. So you'd things. rather just like open an amphitheater. We're like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're but just fill this market, stay yeah. here, and 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 and, and just we're, be here and grow. You know, we're 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 like what? Not, it's like not even one percent of the beer. Cider drinking is like not we have it's like not even one percent maybe one percent now. Well, here it's fine. I just I doubt you mean of of the drinking that happens. Cider represents one percent. Yeah, I don't even think it is in Montana. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. But like I should hate England, to say on that number. Hey, but in England, it's hope like it's more. Drink more cider. But it just goes to show like how much how much sure. potential growth there is yeah. just here locally. Um, because sure, a lot of people, sure. there's a lot of education here in, in Montana. You know, a lot of what we, our responsibility at this point is, is you know, being stewards of cider for Montana and um, and edu- teaching people about what cider is because most people come in and don't even realize that we're selling alcohol. Yeah, you know? yeah. They think we're selling oh, really? apple juice. That was Are you best. serious? Oh was, my gosh. That was all, all the every day. The, we, the contractors we were doing the building would always be like, Oh, cool, man! Cider, hey! And they'd always give it like with a wink. You ever think about making uh, alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> For oh, some God. reason, I was sure you were gonna say you ever think about growing weed. <laughs> <laughs> all wow. this, all this. For apple juice. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this is the best Martinelli's I've ever had. Yeah, we're doing all this for apple juice. What is the biggest challenge? Whether it's about oh about cider education it being sort of a new thing or just about being a business owner. You know, a, a, somebody, um, we had a college student uh, ask me that last week, and I was like, what is the easy part? Yeah, everything's You hard. know, that kind of cliche, but it's but it's that the easiest part, right, is drinking it, and, you know, the hardest part is everything else. Um I think honestly, when when we look back at that whole process um, of 
of putting this together, of putting the plan together, and then, you know, putting money together and getting financing and and finding a location which took almost a year and then actually renovating that location which was hell on earth and going through the city of Missoula which is hell on earth and all that kind of stuff I mean you look back at it and you go you know PTSD full on I I I don't even want to remember that uh, time almost because it was so insane and and on such a large scale and not to gosh um just uh not woe is us or anything but just that's they don't make it easy, that's for sure. Well, it's hard, and you guys also, like I said, you guys have not... In some ways, I really admire what you guys seem to be doing, but uh, like with our business, for instance, Carly sure. and I, what works for us is to go very small, yeah, keep it incremental very, very organic, and in other, ways, in other words, at no point try to predict where we'll be in a year. Totally. You know? Um, and you guys, I think probably saw what's happening in the northwest and maybe the northeast with cider and what's happening with the micro brew culture beer culture here in missoula and you are like trying to get ahead of a curve it seems like. yeah which is really really awesome but uh, and also that um you know a lot of people and uh that we've talked to uh especially that are you know business in the business world and whatnot they you know um oh this is a that's a good market and to get in and this and that but i always remind people or tell people that um we didn't get into this initially as that mike dove in head first into a pool with no water just saying i'm gonna grow cider apples and you're like, i gotta bail mike oh, out yeah, there's <laughs> no money in that <laughs> you're like no like not a poor farmer like just like poverty stricken farmer type of right. level and and so that that was that was awesome. uh Family living in a garage, working four jobs, and (laughs) honestly, I mean that is that. Last year's first year, I got paid on the orchard. You did nice. That's awesome. Western, congratulations. Yeah, got got paid like almost. You evened up, maybe. Yeah, you made a buck. Tell us how much money you made. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Nine thousand (laughs) dollars. Which which covered more than covered my expenses. Because I was all the labor. But, well, because yeah. Apple, you just fucking... They I just, just pay myself. Yeah, what, do you, <laughs> what do you do with all your prune? Prunings? Prunings? Uh, they're currently just mulch. In because the... you could sell a shitload of those to my wife. Really? Yeah. Well, because... So the first year, you're going to cut off... <laughs> you're you're going to cut... <laughs> you're going to cut off... Contract. Do you pinch the blossoms, or do you cut off whole stems with blossoms on I them? I cut off whole stems. Well, they don't have blossoms on it, but they would if you, I mean, I, mm. so if I, you want to make some money off of them. I prune in February and March. So not, they don't And they don't yet. blossom until, you know. Yeah. Can you wait till they blossom or too late? Too late. But, you yeah, can they still, look beautiful still, when you do that. You, you can hold them dormant, and then I'm just saying there's there's a value added thing for you. I know I love that. Share it with him. Well, we get (laughs) 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 cut me out of the equation for sure. I remember when we got some uh, apple some apple branches from Carly in the spring. Yeah, and I was like, "Where'd you get these at?" And they're like from some trees around Missoula. Yeah, it's like this is you know you're you're not really supposed to be pruning right right now, but. Harley's like just slinks around the alleys. Totally. Time of year. Gorilla. Awesome. Lilacs, <laughs> apple blossom. I love that. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's uh, interesting to me when you mention the renovation of a building because I play in a lot of breweries and uh, 
if when you tell when you tell almost every brewery owner, you'd be like, "This place is really nice. You guys did a really good job." The reaction is almost always, "Oh, thank God. I'm glad you like it." Because that was half of our business was yeah. like this building. Oh my gosh, uh, we had to we had to yeah. put in the stone. Yeah. We had to buy chairs. Like yeah, just this whole the, thing. Yeah. Pour the concrete. Yeah, and, and put in. I mean, truly, almost everything we did. Yeah. We did all new. Electric and plumbing in a seventy five hundred square foot building. Well, it's beautiful. The front is just beautiful. The vibe, the light in there is really nice. It's nice and big. Still working on it. If anybody's in, if anybody's listening to this and is like, "Why are the acoustics bad?" Why because it's is a fucking it brewery. Have not have any brewery I've ever been yeah. to. You know, where's the decoration? <laughs> Still decoration. working on it. Um, you know? And you guys have food. <laughs> we got food, and we're actually working on food right now because we got. Um, you know, our food trucks are always, uh, hit and miss and we're dialing that in for next season. You know, everything's a work in progress, but the, uh, we're working on right now, uh, trying to have for, through the winter and fall, spring, um, soups, you know, like little soup plates where it's just like soup, chunk of bread, butter. Oh yeah. That's very cidery. How much, I mean, <laughs> you know? <what's>, yes. <laughs> what else you want? Yeah, <laughs> and then we're gonna have like charcuterie plates, and so since we won't have food trucks through the winter and everything, we would um, be able to fulfill you know that that food portion. So you guys need to have a kitchen. Uh, we have to have like a kitchen knee thing, but uh, we're uh, trying to get by, you know, without like having to do a, have a hood and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah. That's no. all yeah. No, yeah, no. I know you didn't really think of, that's something you don't think about that if like, oh, you guys must have so much fun making cider all day. Oh, like, we no. have a blast. We're just yeah. laughing no. all day long. I didn't know We're I had just to be giggling. I didn't know I had to be a restaurateur and an architect oh, yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Well, how much Many are the foods? Is are the food trucks not there anymore? Uh they are still um Take they're, it or leave it just had their last day. Take it or leave it just had their last day. But um Cruise Tacos is uh pretty much taking over and uh, they're going to be there most of the week. But, okay. um, you know, I couldn't give you days, right? Okay. That's <laughs> but okay. they're there most of the days. Uh, if not, we're not we're not bummed if you bring food in. You Do know? you guys feel like you have the neighborhood? Like, one thing I, I think that's really interesting about the microbreweries is they, like, DraftWorks became the neighborhood bar sure. for this neighborhood. That yeah. Do you guys feel like it's becoming, you oh, know, yeah. for that California street Definitely. area? That's you know, really we, we got... Across, yeah, across the river. Right? Just as yeah, west side. How cool is that to just walk across it's the so Clark nice Fork and go? There. I mean, that's really neat. And, and then I the live... other thing, too, there's that, that three-acre lot across from us, too. I can't wait to see what that turns into. It's for yeah. sale right now. You should plant some apple trees. Oh, man. It's too close to the river. Frost pocket. Uh, frost pocket. Otherwise, frost pocket. Otherwise, that would be a man. great investment. Frost pocket. I could go for a for frost. Yeah, I could go for a frost pocket right now. Right? <laughs> we get those pocket. at gas stations. Frost. They don't cook all the way. They, yeah, they, they don't cook all the way through. It's really good. That's a new idea. It's just dough with the inside of it is ice. Yeah, that's oh. the opposite of what you usually get. <laughs> the most miserable. Oh. Like you go to. You, you go to uh, you go to uh, Butte for like the Folk Fest or yeah. something, and we just have a food truck there that's frost pockets. Oh. It's just a doughy pocket with ice in it. If you keep sold you, out. you keep your cooler at seventy eight degrees. Sorry, we sold out. About fluff dogs. That's the other one too. Oh man, it's, a, it's just a it's just a hot dog with a uh, roasted marshmallow on it and mustard. On it tastes like cream soda. 
No. What? Yeah, it's true. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, wait. What is this? I clearly you're a, sick of talking a, about a, this. Yeah, it's a campfire hot dog with a, a roasted marshmallow on it and mustard. So you're inserting the hot dog through the marshmallow? No, you smear just it. you you, oh, you, smear you just it. smear on smear you smear on it. top of it smear with a little it. mustard on top. Oh my god, this tastes this sounds like it tastes amazing. It's one of those like stony inventions from like Weird Hot, hot Springs, you know, a couple years ago. He invented like, it. It's good. I'm gonna make one today. It tastes like a Cream soda? Yeah. It does. That doesn't add up. It does. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like when. You got a hot dog and a marshmallow in it. You know those flaming Dr. Peppers? You know, like a drink like that where like they put a bunch of booze yeah, together yeah, yeah. and then they light on fire and, and then for, some like reason, for some reason it tastes like a Dr. Pepper yeah, yeah. and you're like, how did that happen? Really? It like that. I have to. Oh, we're <laughs> right going now. to. Oh, yeah. this is so, oh so many people that have already heard about this are just cringing right now and they're going, you gotta talk about that hot dog again. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so people want to I'm come. just trying to show how creative you are. You know? Thank you. You are yeah. creative. And That's, you did the logo work for Western Side. That's, yeah. that's my side of Which it. is awesome. It's part so of good. It. Oh, thanks. It's really great. I mean, you're thanks. really good at that shit. Hey. Because people would recognize your work without knowing it was your work, right? I think so, Who yeah. Else? Uh What do you mean? Like Black Coffee? Did you do Black Coffee? Uh, I, did, I did some things for Black Coffee, but no. Um, Best I, Westerns? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is like the... <laughs> yeah. Sort of the same as Western Side. Yeah. <laughs> 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 If, any, if anybody if anybody knows the reference from that, uh, yes. no, but actually that's what that's what a lot of the work is like. Um, you know, it's referential. It's sure. uh, it's a lot of there. There's a lot of stuff from. Uh, there's a lot of history behind that that logo and yeah. um, and other logos from the turn of the 20th century. Similar W's, similar B's, similar letters of yeah. all the all of those types. Where, yeah, you just kind of. Uh, Reusing. Well, it's very comforting. The, yeah. the that font and the way everything is spaced. It's not a, it's not a font. Whoa. That's a typeface. It's custom. Okay. That's not Helvetica. You say Come on. Esplanade, I say <laughs> font. Uh, what, what were the? Uh, were there any throwaway names before you guys got to Western? Oh, Center? so many. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's, oh, let's man. do a couple of those real quick. There's so many of them. What, big ditch. Big ditch, Whoa. and that was getting a little bit too like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, you can't say that without just thinking of it. But you got that in your pocket for a cider. Big ditch, you know. Um, yeah, there was a... ditch where we get the water for the, uh, orchard. Son of a ditch. ditch. You know, we, we went over like, uh, you know, uh, there was so many. Harvestman was one that was, that's another name for a daddy long leg. Um, Harvestman. But that's a, that was a rough one. No, no, that was... I don't know. There was all these. There's. I can't even remember. When you came up, when somebody said Western Cider, was it like, oh, nope, nope. Oh, really? No, it was no. That's so took a while, but that that was my. It seems so but if you, I would say like, is this just like naming a band where you end up just picking the name you hate the least on the list? Maybe that might be in a, it. That in a way, might be more accurate. Yeah. yeah you know, I think I mean, we had never worked with him on any kind of creative project. He'd understand more of where this is coming from. Oh, nice. Shots fired. It's like painful. real fun, and then you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even fucking care anymore." <laughs> Not just about the typeface, but about uh, my children and about anything <laughs> like life. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. You start picking shit just to pick shit. Oh man, yeah, it's it can be a little grueling because I, I'm, uh, I don't know. What are you? <laughs> yeah, what are you? I don't know. Uh, well. 
I used to you think like, like to uh, right. I wanted to yeah I wanted to be right. I used to think it was like a perfectionism or something. But then I was like, oh no, it's a professionalism is what I heard from somebody. I was like, oh that makes sense. I don't know what it is. I just I just <laughs> want it to look a certain way. Want it to be a certain way. You and, and Carly should never work on a. I was gonna say this is. I, I agree time. with your. I agree with this <laughs> level of perfectionism. I'm. I'm in. Yeah, but that's why you guys are good. It's great. Yeah. Where does your partner oh, well, we fit both, in? We both have certain things. It's like the same way with Mike. With uh, if I'm if he's talking about the orchard, right, or about fermentation, right? It's gonna be. It, it's it's something that I just don't have that level of uh, of focus on yeah. or knowledge, right? And so. Um, my my side of things, I'm I have a certain level of focus on. Sure. I, yeah, I want it to be a certain way, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, uh, not to get too geeky on it, but it's like uh, it's just about communication, right? And yeah. I, and I think what's important here, and what you probably you understand a lot of, is where our um, gosh, I hate the word passion, but um, our just interest in and um, and like lifelong endeavor into agriculture and into this mission is is something that I want to be able to communicate and want to communicate well. And if it's not communicated well, I see a lot of projects um, that are going on right now, especially around Missoula, that are really inspiring. They're younger people that are doing like really inspiring things, just like uh, Jesse and Jamie with Take It or Leave It yeah. and their farm and y'all and what you're doing. And just like so many different projects going on. And if they're not communicated well, if they're not like, if people don't... Um, really know what's happening with it then it's a loss yeah. and um uh yeah so i think that's what it's all about is like trying to trying to make sure people know that this is this is important this is interesting this is like um yeah i don't know that's hard to argue with right? well and it's the hardest that's part you got yeah. with that michael <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, are we trying to like decentralize the agricultural system, man? <laughs> trying to take it away from like the big, big guys and pull it back in, and that's what we're doing, right? Want to be able to say that, hey, we're professional too. We're small outfits that are, you know, taken away from the, you know, the the Budweiser, you know, yeah, not yeah. even say the name, whatever, big names, and try to uh, bring it in into the close proximity and whatnot and that's what has been going on right for 27 years and sure and uh and then you want to be professional with it because there's a lot of places that are doing uh that kind of stuff that just don't when you want it to last you want it to last yeah it lasts right absolutely classic yeah instant classic timeless Mm -hmm. timeless god these guys have been around forever Western Center, I remember going there when I was in college. Basically, yep. idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your hours over there so people can come say hi? Uh, we are noon to 9, uh, Sunday through Wednesday, and noon to 10, Thursday through Saturday. Um, that should probably level out to just one uh, set, probably just 10 at o'clock time. at some point. But um, we are a winery, so uh, we can serve um, uh, to a responsible limit. We uh, we don't have any kind of limit on our service, oh, okay. and we also don't have a time limit. And yeah. so, uh, right now thing. it's like yeah, ten ish, about nine, ten ish. Awesome. Um, but yeah, we we got all kinds of things we're looking for uh, for like next summer. We we had that float uh, float trip 
that summer days thing we did where it was like floating and music and we want to have a lot more of uh things like that going on next summer cool. we got Hope things the river more you know we're on the river we're how on many the river places in missoula are on the river yeah how many but don't yeah. don't like over don't yeah don't right take river it shit, easy all right the river's fine yeah we're gonna have a water slide <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know just like yeah don't, don't need more fucking cans in the river oh either. that's the truth oh. that's the truth yeah, I'm sorry. We're Michael. doing a river cleanup. I can't. I'm We're had doing... a lot of coffee. I'm like a little over caffeinated. We're talking about like drinking in the river. Well, but... it sounded like you were like, let's well... throw all our garbage in the fucking river. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a river cleanup actually this uh, you are? Sunday. Yeah. This, <laughs> this Sunday. Uh, it's not public, I don't think. But uh, yeah, um, Clark Fork Coalition and then all oh, yeah. the, all the breweries and us. Uh, we kind of put together so group is going to go out and clean up the river awesome. and um yeah i don't know gosh we didn't talk about y'all what are y'all doing why are we talking about us no we, know. we talk about ourselves <laughs> you know on the podcast we have episodes where we don't even have guests i know i listened to, to, listen to the latest one of uh right out how much we hate summer and how much we hate winter yep it was it was that <laughs> there's a lot of talk about tv yes, yeah the yeah, smoke, I like the it. smoke made us me watch so much oh, tv that's all we did yeah such August. a such a bummer summer puking at one o'clock every afternoon yeah and decide i'm gonna go inside <laughs> yeah that was a that was a real bummer but west wing man west wing's a great show i haven't yeah, watched it'll it make you feel good about the white house oh no Seriously, i never it's really inspiring i've never watched is that an is that it's that's an old thing all right? seven seasons are on netflix oh man <laughs> it's one of those dangerous ones yeah, yeah. it's one of those like you go yeah. too far yeah yeah it's a lot of content for oh. sure um, but dudes, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, Best awesome. of luck. Thanks for Your cider us. really is, in all seriousness, it's is so fucking good. good. Hey, and thanks. it's so, uh, it is, this sounds weird, but because my frame of reference with cider is so limited, uh, whenever I've had cider in the past, even if I like the flavor, I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm not drinking beer, meaning like I'm having a cider, and after two of them, I'm going to be over it. Like, this flavor is somehow cloying, even yep. if it's not oh, super absolutely. sweet. Ooh, you know cloying. Um, yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and your cider is, there's something that's incredibly drinkable about it, and it is, this sounds so lame to say, uh, but there's something very familiar about it. Like, it is a flavor you have been missing, and it makes sense, and you're like, I love to drink this. Um, so, it's cool that we have that. That's yeah, so here good. Now. Um, so, everybody should go try some. Hey, thanks. Yeah, uh, can I know you usually don't give uh, shout outs on podcasts. Yeah, we do. Oh yeah, it's mean, <laughs> sort of the premise of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can do. I can't wave at anybody. <laughs> Who are we shouting out? Sh- uh, I'll just shout out all our staff at Western Cider. Uh, yeah, best best staff we could ask for. Awesome. Uh, Some familiar people that I love seeing there. Yeah, it makes me want to go there. Yeah, I feel like I know everybody. Actually, when we called you the other day, June answered. Oh yeah, and a part of me is like. Oh, we should have June on the podcast also. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out June West. Cool. Yep. Well, everybody go check it out. Hang out. Make it your neighborhood spot, uh, even if you live in a different neighborhood. But ride your bike. Right? Sure. Yeah. All right, ride guys. your bike. we got plenty of bike racks over there. Throw your cans in the river. <laughs> Michael and Matthew, Western Cider, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks, Missoula thanks, and, and the rest of the world. Uh, this has been Jamie. And Travis. Present. Jamie and Travis. Jamie and Travis. Jamie and Travis. Present. 
Man, that was a good episode. It was a great episode. What a way to kick off season two. Woo! Man. Uh, uh, we are still accepting ads. Still. <laughs> at the end of this episode, we are still... We're, we were, we've been waiting for your uh, emails. Yep. We've gotten a few. We've gotten a few. Um, uh, but we look forward to hearing from you about your business or project that uh, we can talk about. We are open to trade. We love trades. Lots of lots of uh, finagling to do. Lots of negotiation. We will also trade for money. Negotiating to do. We will we'll trade directly for money. We for also do that. We also do that. We prefer uh, <laughs> bartering. <laughs> uh, yes. So get all of us at Jamie and Charles present at gmail.com uh, for ad inquiries, and we would love to hear from you. Awesome. All right. We'll see you next time.